South Alabama wide receiver transfer Colin Lacey is going to be elite for the Louisville Cardinals in the 2024 season. We'll explain why on today's episode of the show. We're also identifying a key 2025 recruit from the South Florida area. That said, stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $100 or $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. As always, I want to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Global Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. Jeff Brom mentioned last week in his post-National Signing Day press conference that Colin Lacey was a player that is coming to Louisville looking to prove himself, and I believe he's going to do just that. We're explaining how he's going to be elite for the Cardinals this season. We're identifying a key 2025 recruit from the South Florida area to watch for. That is four-star athlete Jade Card, while also um, you know, diving into a weekly mailbag segment at the end of the show. So last week in his post-National Signing Day press conference, Jeff Brom um, shedded some light on his very impressive 2024 transfer portal recruiting class. And he mentioned a couple players um, – you know, Colin Lacey being one of them that is coming to Louisville with the goal of proving himself. Lacey was a very decorated player from the FBS level, was number six in receiving yards last year with 1,316, fifth in total or um, fifth in uh, receiving touchdowns with seven. He ended his, um, 2023 campaign with 91 catches for 13. 116 yards and seven touchdowns. Averaged 14.5 yards per carry and um, was one of the best receivers in all of college football. Lacey spent four seasons with the South Alabama Jaguars, uh, the 5'10", 190-pound native of Mobile, Alabama. Um, created 42 missed tackles last season with the Jaguars while being the number one Weapon in the South Alabama offense was absolutely fantastic. Had some big-time performances, most notably a five-catch, 104-yard and two-touchdown outing against Oklahoma State in which they defeated the Cowboys 33-7 to back in September but ultimately um, didn't finish a game with less than five catches. Only had one game with um, five catches all Outside of that, we're six and above and didn't finish one game outside of 50 yards receiving. Actually only had four games under 100. So comes to the Cardinals program in the past two seasons, 155 catches, 2,118 receiving yards and 13 total touchdowns. Uh, Lacey uh, following in line with the trend that is non-Power 5 receiver transferring to the Cardinals program and having a successful season before pursuing NFL aspirations. It started with Tyler Hudson in the 2022 season. He was an 1,000-yard receiver and was fantastic. Jamari Thrash, transfer from Georgia State, 
Um, dealt with some injury issues at the back half of the 2023 season, but before that was almost unguardable and was the true number one receiver for the call or for the Cardinals. Colin Lacey, I don't want to um, you know jump the. I don't want to be over dramatic here when I say that Lacey has the potential to be the best of the three, but I truthfully believe that he will be elite in this offense. He will be not only in consideration for all ACC level teams, which he, my prediction, will land on one of those lists, but he will also be in contention for all American honors. He's going to be that good. Lacey was a top three receiver in the portal um, behind Evan Stewart, behind, um, I believe, uh, who is the um, receiver from uh, Texas, Isaiah Bond. Colin Lacey is a top three receiver in the portal. A ton of top programs were going after him, Texas A&M being the um, largest competition for the Cardinals and for good measure. Lacey, being five foot ten, operates mostly out of the slot, but can operate um, on the boundary as well. Extremely lethal with the ball in his hands, whether it be uh, getting it in short yardage situations and turning it into um, supplemental yards after catch gains, or being a deep threat, which Lacey is going to be a player that can essentially create a house call. Anytime he touches the football, I think that Jeff Brom is going to have a field day scheming up opportunities to get Lacey the football. They're not really similar in um, playing styles, in my opinion, because I think that Rondell Moore was more so a yards after catch guy. Now, Lacey is as well, but he's going to be more of a deep threat that's going to be able to stretch the field. But similar. Size uh, more, I believe, was five foot nine, five foot ten. Lacey listed as five foot ten. But the way in which Rondell Moore was used is going to be the way that I see Lacey utilized in 2024. You're going to see him deployed in wide receiver screen opportunities, um, extensions of the run, you know, utilizing a ton of motion in the backfield to create mismatches, um, to create some issues at the line of scrimmage for the point of attack in terms of defense, end around, deep threats, vertical routes. There, The list goes on and on. There's no telling the amount of ways that Brom is going to utilize Lacey. Last year's offense was more run dominant than I think we're going to see this season for a couple reasons. Number one, I think that um, Shuck give, or Tyler Shuck gives you more of a ceiling as a passer than Jack Plummer did. Plummer did his job, but you knew what you were getting from Plummer when it comes to throwing the football. Tyler Shuck, if he's healthy, uh, is going to be able to expand the field and, and throw the ball deep. Um, and not to mention that, I think the Cardinals struggled to create separation as a whole outside of Jamari Thrash. You have um, Lacey in the mix, but you also bring in Ja'Cory Brooks from Alabama who can create that separation. Chris Bell, I feel like, is going to get better. Antonio Meeks is the D2 transfer that could get some time. And some other players you brought in from the high school recruiting class, some of the younger guys that could play more and more. 
we'll see. Jaden Thompson and Jimmy Callaway transfers from last cycle that with another year in the system could see their stocks rise as well. But for those reasons, I think the offense changes a little bit, and it's always going to be a personnel thing. But in each of Brahms' seasons as a head coach before this year, his offense have his offenses have had a top 20 passing offense. I think that that's going to be the case this season as well, assuming that Tyler Shuck can stay healthy. And if that's the case, there's no telling the way the ceiling is going to be for this team. But Lacey raises the ceiling. He is an All-American level talent that will get the opportunity to showcase his skill set in the Power Five. And let me be probably not the first to say, but the next person to say, that skill set is going to be directly translatable. Playing at South Alabama, he was the number one focal point of every single defense, and he consistently and constantly showed out, um, you know, lit the stat sheet up, found the end zone, created missed tackles, and um, had big-time yards-after-catch opportunities. So Lacey is going to be doing a little bit of foreshadowing here. Lacey is going to be, I would probably argue and to say that, oh man, he's going to be in consideration for top five overall players on this team, regardless of position. If you remember the um, three episode special we did last off season, where we ranked the top 15 best players for the Cardinals ahead of the season, Jamari Thrash was top five. Colin Lacey's almost, it's going to be impossible to keep Lacey out of the top five, I should say. So I look for him to be elite. I look for him to be an all ACC level guy. It's hard to predict first team because I'm not a fan of the voting for the ACC of postseason awards because we've seen some Cardinals Get some unfair treatment. Quincy Riley wasn't on any of the teams. Um, Yasir Odua didn't win ACC Defensive Player of the Year after the 2022 season. So I'm not going to really predict where he's going to land. I, I think that he's going to make one of those teams, though, and he's going to be an all uh, an all American candidate across the country because he's going to have a fantastic season and. I'm extremely excited to see how elite he is and how much higher he takes this offense in terms of overall potential and just overall ceiling as well. So I would venture into betting that, um, you know, he's going to be absolutely unguardable for good portions of the season. Speaking of betting, however, Before we talk about a 2025 South Florida recruit that you need to know about, let's talk about our friends over at FanDuel. The title sponsor of the show allows you to get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 back by placing a $5 bet and winning that bet. Um, That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with the quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 
Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Global your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app and YouTube. It's almost time to start talking uh, more and more about the 2025 football recruiting class with spring practice just around the corner. You're going to see more players uh, taking unofficial visits, players scheduling an additional visit official for the summer, um, and some potential commitments. Louisville's gotten a couple commitments thus far in the 2025 class, a couple of offensive linemen, a quarterback. but. Um, Jeff Brom and company made it very, very clear when right after National Signing Day, they were down in South Florida visiting some key 2025 recruits that the area was once again going to be a point of focus for the program in terms of recruiting. Brian Smith, the national recruiting analyst for the Locked On Podcast Network, um, emphasized how different South Florida is. It's like a continent of its own, but that Louisville has done as good of a job as any um, external program outside of the state in terms of recruiting the um, not only the state as a whole, but the South Florida area. One name that we're going to focus on in particular that you need to keep an eye out for is four-star athlete Jade Card. Um, Card is one of the top players in the South Florida area. Uh, according to rivals, he is the 43rd best player in the state, uh, 17th best player at the position. He transferred just recently, it was announced, from Norland High School to Miami Northwestern, which has been a program that has been very good to Louisville. A couple of key names, Tutu Atwell, Michael Lee Harris, Teddy Bridgewater, who is now the head coach. For the Bulls after retiring from the NFL, it was Michael Lee Harris before him. So it can't hurt the Cardinals that uh, Teddy is there. But it is a program that Louisville has historically recruited um, pretty well anyways. But Card is one of the best players from that area. Six foot two, 195 pounds, has a good amount of recruiting interest just over the past uh, month or so. He has received an offer from SMU. Texas A&M, South Carolina, Marshall, Florida International, Temple. Back in the fall, um, Florida offered, the Cardinals offered back in August. He is, uh, or he visited Miami just a couple weekends ago. Florida State obviously is in the mix. So you would expect the in-state programs to be in the mix here. But one thing I found very interesting, and the reason why we're discussing Cards recruitment right now, is because back on the 3rd of February, John Garcia Jr., the national recruiting analyst for Rivals.com, spent some time with 24-7 Sports before going to Rivals, future-casted card to the Cardinals, um, no pun intended, back on February 3rd, which, if you look at it, um, on social media, there really hasn't been much connection between Louisville and card. Um, to my knowledge, he hasn't visited the program, but if Garcia is 
future casting, which is the same as a 24-7 sports crystal ball, then there has to be something there to make him believe that um, the Cardinals are in a good spot. Now, I will say that, um, you know, you look at John Garcia's uh, recruiting numbers in terms of forecast, and he hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't had a 100% track record, which no one usually does. He's had a 77.2% accuracy rate. He had a couple of um, correct future casts over the past couple of weeks heading into National Signing Day, so potentially that could help. He's 44 of 57. Every situation is going to be different, but the fact that he future cast a card to Jeff Brom's program I thought was pretty notable. As a prospect, this makes sense for Louisville. Card is listed as an athlete, plays both ways on the offense and defense, plays, I believe, as a outside linebacker but he projects to be a wide receiver at the next level and i think skill set wise it makes sense for louisville in position context also skill set uh card is six foot two um plays against very good competition you know south florida known for um you know producing a good amount of wide receivers and defensive backs as well so he's playing against some very solid defensive backs but i like the ability to high point the football solid catch radius deceptive second level speed solid 50-50 jump or solid 50-50 jump ball winner very effective in the red zone but also i think that there is good footwork that translates to being a good route runner and the ceiling there, I think is astronomically high. Not only is he a solid pass catcher that plays against good competition, but he's very good in blocking finishes the blocks, um, you know, puts a lot of opposing defenders on the ground. And I think that that is something that really bodes well for him being able to maybe potentially play early because wide receiver blocking is critical for, you know, Jeff Brom's pro style offense. And I think that it is a direct uh, translatable skill set. So a well-rounded wide receiver with a high ceiling and it's pretty um, obvious actually card. He's listed as six foot two on 24 seven sports. Let me see what he's listed at on rivals. Listed as six two there, but also in twenty four seven sports, he has him listed as six foot four. He plays taller than six foot two. Um, reminds me in terms of fifty fifty jump ball winning. Reminds me of a Seth Dawkins type player with a good amount of size. Um, a name that. Global fans will also be familiar with would be a player like Jamari Staples, who was six foot three, who I think might be a little bit of a better comparison. But nonetheless, I think that there is a ton of potential there and it makes a ton of sense. From a position standpoint, you're going to be losing Colin Lacey. You're going to be losing Chikori Brooks, some other veterans receivers you will lose there's a chance you might not bring all the underclassmen back as they might look to go elsewhere if the playing time is not there. There's going to be an opportunity for some younger players, maybe even freshmen, to be able to come in and carve out some playing time. You would expect that 
Louisville will likely once again go back to the transfer portal to get some more wide receivers at the conclusion of the 2024 season. But um, I think that wide receiver will be a focal point because you don't want to continue to get one-year guys year in, year out. You want to get some players that you can develop that ultimately can uh, be multiple-year players for your squad. Now, Brom mentioned that it's easier said than done in the transfer portal area to convince players to stay and put in that work and to buy their time before they are able to see the field in abundance. But I think Card could be a candidate to see the field early and often for the uh, Louisville Cardinals. Main thing now is going to be getting him on campus for an unofficial visit in the spring maybe even for the spring game, getting him on campus in the summer for an official visit and trying to prioritize him before national or for early signing day, national signing day to try to fend off some of the larger in-state competition. So it'll be interesting to see how well Louisville is able to um, convince card that they are the right choice. So we will keep a close eye on this recruitment and the recruitments of some other Florida players that we'll talk about here in the coming weeks. So to conclude the show, however, we will dive into a weekly mailbag session. We'll answer some key questions here momentarily after we talk about our friends and the opportunities over at Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Right now, all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with the code VEGAS100. With last-minute deals, all-in prices, view from receipts, and the best price guarantee, game work takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. For me, the main thing I like about game time is the last-minute deals. Went to a um, game back in December, Colts Raiders, sold-out game, um, had some issues getting tickets, and 30 minutes before the game, game time had the cheapest tickets. We knew what we were getting. Uh, from our seats, all in pricing. So we were taking the guesswork out of buying tickets and we were comfortable with our purchase. We got the tickets delivered to our email very quickly. So once again, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Right now, new uh, users get $100. Uh, actually, all game time users get $100 off a big game ticket with the code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the game time app. Use the code Vegas100 for $100 off a big game ticket, or if you're not going to the game, use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Couple of key questions in the locked on Louisville mailbag. Thank you for, um, you know, sending your questions in. If you have a question you want to answer, be sure to uh, drop it in the YouTube section below, or you can reach out to the locked on Louisville um, Twitter page or my Twitter page with the handle in the graphic below at dpence underscore. So first question that we will answer, actually all of these are regarding the basketball team, four basketball questions. First basketball question, with Sky Clark's injury, do you think that Tyler Johnson is going to try to do too much on the offensive end due to lack of guard options? Um. Possibly, I think that he's looked better and better. He's looked more comfortable, I should say, leading the Cardinals offense in Sky Clark's absence. Even when Sky has played, Johnson has been looking pretty solid over the past couple games. So if this was early on in the season, I I would say that there's a very good chance. 
but Johnson has been really good over the past couple of games. Um, ever since the Duke game where he had 10 points and four assists, uh, Florida State, he had 27 and 11. And then the past two games, he had 12 and five against Georgia Tech, 12 and seven against Boston College, two steals against the Yellow Jackets, four against the Eagles. I, I think that this is going to continue. I think that he's going to get better and better um, as we get closer to the ACC tournament. I honestly think that the playing time is going to maybe help him work through some of those issues, but I, I do think it's it's fair to point out that with lack of guard options, Sky Clark out, Johnson having to play more, ultimately I think you're going to see more mistakes just simply due to the fact that he's going to be playing more. So the usage is going to be higher. So second question, you mentioned Brandon Huntley Hatfield as a player that has been playing a lot better. I feel like we Brandon enough. Do you agree with that sentiment? I would. Um, personally, I think that it's taken a little longer than I would have hoped for, for Huntley Hatfield to, have developed, but there's no doubt about it that he's been playing a lot better this season. ACC play, I mentioned the statistics. He's almost averaging a double-double, which he's now almost averaging anyway, um, averaging 12.3 points per game, 8.7 rebounds per game, 57% from the field. He has turned a corner, and I believe you can say that um, Kenny Payne has had a hand in helping that development. So, I think it's not being talked about enough, but as we mentioned with Brandon's performances, they're getting overshadowed by Louisville being 8-17. and 17. So something that unfortunately just kind of is what it is. Well, second to last question is the Cardinals have shown considerable improvement and effort. I feel like it's enough to guarantee or warrant a year three. Do you feel the same way? Improvement's all about getting wins, in my opinion. We said that I, I haven't changed my tune since last year, and that was improvement was winning. Has Louisville been battling some injury issues? Yes. Are they talented the more teams than more of the teams that they're playing than not recently? Also, yes. I would venture into saying that Louisville is more talented than Syracuse, than Florida State, than Georgia Tech, than Boston College, maybe even Clemson. Um, but the improvement and keeping games closer just kind of really isn't good enough for me. And it doesn't really take away like the improvement now, like doesn't take away what happened in the first part of the season. When you lost to Chattanooga, when you lost to Arkansas state and DePaul. Um, and I mean, I don't think it, I don't think winning eight games with just a couple left, what is there? Six games remaining on the schedule. Um, yes. Six games remaining. If you went out, you're at 14. You would be 14 and 17 up until that point. I mean, if you went out and you win a game in the ACC tournament, maybe you have a conversation to be had. But if you even split the last three, I, I just don't see it. I don't see how 11 wins is good enough for me, but that is Josh Hurd's uh, decision to make. That is just my opinion. Louisville is beating teams and playing teams closer that really aren't all that good. Georgia Tech was not a good team. Um, Syracuse and Boston College were close games for the most part, and 
not really all that great of teams. Florida State was a decent win, but eh, I'm not necessarily um, you know, calling all for a year three just because of what we're seeing these past couple of weeks. The last question sort of pertains to this. What is going to be the Cardinals' record in the remaining six games of the regular season? Very good question. Um, I think that there's one win for sure for me. I think it's Notre Dame. I think Louisville wins that game. I think they lose at Pittsburgh. I think they lose at Duke. So you go into the final month of the season um, in this respective hypothetical. You're one and two heading into March. You have three home games against teams that you lost to. Virginia Tech, Boston College were close. I'm sorry. Virginia Tech and Syracuse were close losses. Boston College by double digits. I think you win one of those two. So ultimately, I think you're two and four to end the year. So that would make it um, 10 and 21 to finish the regular season before entering ACC tournament play. Um, I think that there's an opportunity for the team to get to three and three. I think that it, it will come in potential home games, but I think Louisville loses the road games. The Cardinals just simply put are not good on the road and have one road win in the Kenny Payne era. And that was against Miami back in January. So that's going to wrap up the mailbag wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here 